Welcome to the Anime Book Club. Today we'll be discussing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the Stardust Crusaders episodes 38 and 39. I'm Pat. Matt, how's it going? Matt, uh, I'm sorry, that's me. Yeah, I'm going great. <laughs> you Pokemon today? <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt here. Matt, 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 Matt. Yeah, another, yeah, guess what, everyone? You found another Matt and Pat duo that seems to do stuff together on the internet. I'm annoyed that <laughs> it's somehow not rare. And then there's that one person who has both of them. Like he's yeah, the game theory both guy. together. Yeah. Game theory guy. Bag has both of our names, <laughs> but so much more money than we'll ever see in our entire. Oh time. boy. Yeah. But I would say we maybe have better brains than him. Why am I wait? No, who yeah. cares about the game theory guy? Jojo time. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm being mean. To, he's got three channels now. He can take Most it. Is what you're saying. I've, I could, we could take him. Okay. If we get to sneak up on him, there, there's a game theory for you. Can we take you on by surprise? Anyway, this is an anime podcast. We watch a serving size of anime every week. Sometimes it's two episodes. Sometimes it's three. Uh, uh, we have been tackling JoJo's Bizarre Adventure from the beginning. And today we'll be discussing two, I would say, great episodes. These were brutal. They're this very enjoyable. I, this is what I like. This, we now have uh, put, put, this, put this asshole on the Mount Rushmore of JoJo villains. Yeah, no, no, seriously. He Move might, up. this might yeah. be the most competent villain we've seen in all of Stardust Crusaders, I'm thinking. Next to Steely Dan. Next to Steely Dan, of course. Yeah. Be a bridge for me, JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's, let's, let's jump right into this. Episode 38, The Gatekeeper of Hell, Pet Shop, part one. Uh, first off, I, I got to ask you real fast. Have you ever heard of the Pet Shop Boys? No, not at all. Not even okay. a little bit. I uh, I mostly know of Pet Shop from the JoJo fighting game. He's one of the characters, and most tournaments ban him because he's very hard to hit. That sounds about right. Did they ban Iggy too? Then yes. Okay. <laughs> um. So anyway, we open up on Paul Naraf, who is wearing a blanket uh the top of his head, I guess, to protect himself from the heat. I had a weird moment where I'm like, that long-haired dude looks a lot like Paul Naraf. <laughs> I was very confused. Uh, we then get a really weird um, extended bit where, like, a homeless dude slash beggar sits down next to Paul Nareff and keeps scooching towards him, and they do, like, a little scooch war, like, over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And um, the guy's like, this is my begging turf, and we get the best payoff, similar to, like, when they uh, were in that area where the police tried to uh, arrest Paul Nareff or fine him for having a bag of trash. Bag that... of trash, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, except uh, Paul Nareff is the bag of trash this time. Um, he just looks so down on his luck that people actually start handing him money because they just assume Paul Duraf, sitting on the ground is a beggar. I actually had the same reaction you did when we saw Paul Duraf with a blanket over his head. I, I thought for a minute that his hair had just gotten like that's what it looks like when it goes down. Oh, it was so hot that it just yeah, it was so hot that it melted on him or something. Oh, this hot, this heat, my long glorious locks. It was a really fun animation kind of thing. Um. Yeah, it's it's a crazy kind of thing. Avdol shows up and he's like, "Hey, Paul Duraf, give that guy your money because you're in the beggars area." And we get an extended chat about this thing called the Beggars Association and how begging is professionally. I don't know. It seemed kind of weird to me. <laughs> I wasn't going to question this authenticity. Just wanted to move past it. Exactly. So we're going to continue to move past it um, because the beggar immediately recognizes Avdol as a fortune teller who fled Egypt because he was going to be murdered. Which I like that little bit of world building. Um, Avdol goes like, yeah, I'm that dude. However, we're back and we're looking for this building. And man, I love this reveal. The beggar that pulls off his bigot clothes isn't in like a three-peat suit. It's like a zoot suit almost. Yeah, he's like in a zoot suit. This guy's design is ridiculous. <laughs> and he gets in like a fancy card. It's like, I'll find it in three hours. Zoom! <laughs> Beggars away! Beggar away! I know this entire city like the back of my hand. <laughs> um, I did not realize that three hours was actually a really good number because I had forgotten that they had been apparently wandering around Cairo for like four days. So three hours actually seems like a pretty good bet. What was three hours? Oh, for him to find it. I got yeah, you. He's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like three hours I'll find this place. Um, and then Paul Drav noticed that Iggy is gone and we get the intro. So, you know, standard little intro stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. Uh, now we get basically the plot of the episode, which is such a great twist. It's, it's basically whilst walking around and dicking about, Iggy accidentally finds Dio's palace. 
which is I I think that's a wonderful twist. <laughs> if only they used Iggy as an actual teammate. Yeah, as long as if what if they just tried to get lost, they would have found it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's yes, it's a cute Iggy again too. That's the design we're going with the rounder one. Ah, you beat me to it. Yes, yeah. I was like, yes, yes, it is round Iggy this time. Round Iggy um, theory. Round Iggy. It's not Square Iggy. Square no. Iggy would have won this fight quicker. Square Iggy would have farted. We don't see Square... Round Iggy. Do we ever see? <laughs> Wait, do we ever see Round Iggy fart? I don't know that we have. I think only Square Iggy farts. Yet again, <laughs> bigger Luke. Um, basically, we see two uh, dogs, like two normal-looking dogs, show up. And they kind of bark at Iggy. Iggy gives them his like, ah, "I'm a badass aura," and they wander off, as dogs do. They then make the worst decision of their life. They see like, um, I guess maybe they're attracted by the shadow of it or whatever. They see like a bird shadow under a gate and try to climb under the gate, and then they are brutally murdered. <laughs> it is. So you know what JoJo awful. villains around the corner. Yeah. Well, it's, just, it's literally God, just the animal version of a JoJo episode. Yeah, what's the dog dead count right now in JoJo? It's getting pretty oh, high. Oh, man. Six, maybe? I bet it's we higher have, than that. We have... Uh, why am I blanking on the name of Jonathan's dog? I don't remember its name either. It's been I so long. Really bad. You you killed so-and-so. Rest in peace, Mr. Barky. Miss, yeah, rest in peace, Mr. Barky. <laughs> we remember you. We remember you. We kind of remember you. Why can't I remember the name of JoJo's dead dog? <laughs> Just Google it right now. Yeah, there we go. Oh, my God. It, one of the autocompletes is uh, dead dog count. Wow. See? So, yeah, this is a thing. Why do dogs die so much in JoJo is something that people ask. Danny. Danny the dog. Yeah, right, Danny. Like the street. Gotcha. There we go. Yes. Or the ambulance. Yeah, now an ambulance. Uh, according to Reddit, as of two years ago, nine dogs in total have died in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That sounds low. That means more dogs are going to die. We haven't seen them all yet. Exactly, exactly. Oh, man, I don't like this. I don't like where and, we're going. Iggy's uh, a dog. There'll be other things. Um, anyway, these dogs are murdered by our villain, who is a bird that apparently has ice powers. The Nivea. <laughs> I'm glad that you made the Anivia joke. I should have. Oh, that's such a good joke. Does she have a? Does she have a uh, pet shop skin? She should. Oh, she really should. Please, uh, Riot, fix this. <laughs> Get her a little war hat. Uh, anyway, the ice dog. It, uh, we're, I'm kind of happy that there's censorship because we don't really see the dogs get murdered too badly. Um. Actually, no, we totally do. Yeah. They get decapitated, but then you get to see that the bodies get sucked under the gate, and that's kind of terrifying. Uh, we get this weird thing where it looks like the bird has like camera eyes. Is I guess the bird... part yeah. of it stand because are they just think bird eyes work that way? Oh no, I think from from our narrator, not to spoil a narrator in the future. I think that they think that that's how bird eyes work. Okay, because it makes like mechanical noises, changes colors, and like zooms. You know, nature's cameras, the bird eye. <laughs> uh, but yeah, bird eye. Uh, the bird notices that our uh, fake beggar friend is here. And he's just standing out there holding a photo of the place. And he's like, aha, it only took me two hours. And then he notices there's like a big shadow around him. And he looks up and there's a comically large icicle. <laughs> like, like right above him. Comet. <laughs> yeah. Like how do the cops explain this? But yeah, the, the, the magic bird bullet. Yeah, magic bullet. You know, it's it's that old, uh, that old rigmarole. You shoot somebody with an ice bullet. There's no evidence. Dead guy in an elevator. Pull the water. <laughs> how did it happen? Um... But yeah, more so than that, uh, the, it drops the giant pillar not only on the guy, but it 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 demolishes him. He is just a smear onto his broken car. It's rather brutal. Uh, we then give the I don't know weird revelation and what kind of becomes the crutch of the next two episodes uh, that uh, the show is going to narrate Iggy's thoughts, and we get a voice actor for Iggy for the rest of the episode. It's a woman, I think. I think yeah, it sounds like a woman. Yeah. It's not Goku, but no, it's definitely a woman. Not Goku. <laughs> it's a, the only one. The only actor I acknowledge is Goku. <laughs> Whatever her name is. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we get the uh, narrator cutting in where he's like, "Yo, guess what? Birds have always been historically significant to Egypt. Ever heard of Horus? Yeah, birds. Anyway, this bird's named Pet Shop, and his stand is named Horus." 
it almost takes like it's a JoJo thing, but the name almost takes away from the moment of horror we're in. Yeah, it's like, where it's he's pet shop. It is kind of funny because every time you say, "Yo, pet shop," <laughs> but yeah, we have pet shop. The uh, a bird named pet shop. Uh, Iggy does a lot of thinking and uh, just a ton of monologuing or monologuing. I wrote in my notes that I love Pet Shop's design and style. Like, this is a menacing-ass bird. Let me guess. Specifically when he lands. Yeah, he lands. He's like, yeah, look at that. Mm. <laughs> look, yeah. He like stands right next to uh, Iggy. And he just gets he gets the menacing. He gets his own menacing. Yeah, he's super menacing. Um, And then Iggy's just like, I love the thing where Iggy's like, I just want the simple things in life. <laughs> and then... uh basically blames the Joe stars for kidnapping him, forcing him into the stupid thing. And he's like, I cannot believe the pet shop wants to kick my ass. And he decides, you know what? I'm going to pretend to be a dumb dog. And that whole sequence is incredible. <laughs> like hyper. He, he like chases his tail. He like makes big dumb eyes. It's awesome. I love dumb Iggy. Dumb Iggy is pretty cool. We get pet shop getting to be awesome. <laughs> Wait, let me ask you. How did you think this was going to play out? Because we see a car driving towards Pet Shop. Did what happened be what you think? Or, or Did you think this was going to happen? I thought that guy was going to die. Same. I thought he was yeah. going to generate a bunch of ice. Yeah, but, yeah, he should have like, hit like, an ice pillar or something. Yeah. But no, Pet Shop no. is like at the last second swoops under his car um, and then flies off. So much so that the guy like gets out of his car and is like, oh my god, that bird's such a badass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Pet Shop is he wouldn't just make a pillar of ice. He is a trained professional killer. Yeah. He's cold blooded, man. Exactly. Ha <laughs> cold blooded. See the ice? Oh, that's a good point. I wonder if they see the ice. Well, I think maybe it's manipulating the water or something like I think right. do people see Red's Magician's fire? Do they though? Because I don't know. This this stuff has been pretty ambiguous so far. Well, I think maybe they see the ice. So maybe they don't see what we eventually see. Yeah, well, we barely even hmm. see that for a second. Hmm. Anyway, uh, Pet Shop has flown off. Looks like he's scot free. However, a dumb child shows up, saying the dead name uh, the names of his dead dogs, um, uh, which I did not write down. No, not the dumb child. It was a Chibi uh, and Tony and or something. Bucci. What? Chibi and Bucci. Uh, there we go. Chibi and Bucci. Which he says They're a whole bunch. Bucci, but yeah. Oh, Bucci. Yeah. Anyway, he notices it's like, oh, where are my dogs? Oh no. no. And he's like, oh, there's a there's a collar covered in blood that looks just like my dog's collar. Okay, you know what? Forget the dead dog count. How about the dead dog in front of child owner count? Oh man, yeah. They because... don't just kill dogs on this show. They make sure it counts. Yeah. There's scarring. There's mental scarring. Whenever dogs are never killed, <laughs> Jesus, it's like it's like a wrestling thing. They never they never waste a dog murder. There's always character building. It's always part of the <laughs> angle. Um, but yeah, the the boy decides that he's gonna like try and get underneath of the gate, and he's like, oh no. And Iggy notices that the boy is like going under there, and he's like, well, fuck him, and he walks off. <laughs> Which you know what? Total Iggy. Uh, the kid is then horrified to discover that Pet Shop is just eating the dog heads, and I'm really okay that they they we can see what's going on, but there's at least just enough censorship, I believe so, to kind of cover yeah. up what's happening. Oh, and oh god, it's horrifying the way he's eating it too, because he's like ripping off a bit, and he's like he's eating it like a birdie, so he's like choking it down. He's like, ah, yeah. yeah, he's having a good time, and the boy is not down for it. Um, the boy who's freaking out at seeing the dead dog heads and the bird, uh, Pet Shop comes up, looks like he's gonna murder the boy, and then ba-boom! Anime time! Iggy shows up. And, uh, he does the yada yada, he does the, the Jotaro thing in his head. Yeah. And admits he has a soft spot for kids that like dogs. So we've learned more about, we've learned more about Iggy in that Iggy. moment. Iggy's a Joe star, man. Hell he yeah. grew up on the tough streets of New York. Made a name for himself, and now he's he, all... He needs a dog speed wagon. Yeah, like exactly. A like a poodle or something. That's like, someone yeah, to, no, Iggy. Someone to turn him straight. Someone to be like, oh my god, Iggy kicked Pet Shop out of the way, and now the boy can escape. Actually, literally what I'm doing. This is, We've become speed wagon. That's the point of this podcast, I guess. You know what? We could not have a more admirable goal. Oh, speed wagon, if only. 
Uh, basically, Iggy then barks at the kid. I I was trying to imagine. I was surprised they didn't have like subtitles or what Iggy was saying to the child, but he's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. what you're imagining is like, get out of you, stub, get out of you, idiot. You're gonna get me murdered, dumb child. Uh, and the fight begins. Iggy summons the fool, and Pet Shop is like, oh man, this guy's a stand user. And then we get hashtag Falcon Facts. Oh yeah, Maury, it's like the second time we got Falcon Facts, isn't it? So the earlier Falcon facts are about the historical importance of Falcons in Egyptian lore. Ah, yeah. Now we get general facts about Falcons. Falcons are apparently dope. And they can swoop. I love that they have like this almost hyper-realistic picture of a Falcon while they're giving those facts. And it just looks so dumb by comparison. To... <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like these, because, you know, Falcon has got like the, the eyes aren't completely, um, what's the term for them being forward-facing? Yeah, they're kind of on the side. They're like a hammerhead. Right. They're, they're, they look really a, stupid. God damn, I forget the anatomical terms for that. But yeah, they're to the side, which they're not nearly as aggressive looking as Pet Shops is right now. Yeah, it's a little, it's like, hey, everybody, it's me, a bird. I'm a bird. And it, it kind of undermines things. Yeah. But we can forget about all that because Pet Shop smirks. <laughs> he turns his beak into a grin. It scares <laughs> the shit out of Iggy. Iggy's like, birds can't smirk. How did that bird just smirk? <laughs> Dude, 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 Pet Shop smirked. <laughs> that was so goddamn cool. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to uh oversell that. If I if this were early Twitter, I would try to get an account. That would be a good gamer tag. Pet so Pet Shop smirk. Yeah, you know, that's a pretty good one, yeah. That'd be a good one. I like that one. But yeah, he fucking smirks. He bends a beak. He knows he's, he's gonna kill that dog. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, three dogs today. Um and then it, they just kind of give up on the idea that it's an inner monologue, and it just looks like Iggy is now just talking. Yep, they move his mouth for almost all of it from now on. Yeah, he's just like, oh, fuck this. Um, and then Pet Shop activates his ice powers. We see that uh, uh, Iggy's paws are stuck to the ground, but he's able to use the Fool to escape. Um, we get a cut back to Paul, Paul Naraf, who is now smoking again, because that is what defines him as a man. Ever since his sister died, smoking seems to be Paul and Raph's thing. And toilets, but toilets have been a while. It's been a while. He like was like, I'm not about toilets. I'm about smoking. Like he really <laughs> he really wanted to define himself. He he went yeah. off and bought himself a really fanciful hat, kind of. He had like the Avdol revelation. It was like, This is a this is a Polnareff adventure. I don't want this. It's like, oh God, I'm the toilet guy. <laughs> I can't let that stay. I'm not toilet boy. Props for Polnareff for trying to change. Too bad he just switched to smoking. Bad luck, Polnareff. Them cancer sticks. Exactly. But it is the 80s. Um, let me see here. He's smoking, and he and Avdol have a debate about, like, you know, the the beggar guy and, you know, what his deal is and all that kind of stuff. And then Paul starts arguing with Joseph about Iggy and, you know, just that, like, you have to have some irony where it's like, oh, Iggy's definitely out there doing nothing for nobody. Just to kind of make him seem like an idiot. Um, and then we cut back to the fight. Um, um, God, yeah. Was that when? Was that the moment when Avdol was talking about the beggar? Well, no, no, not the like. Oh, he must have done something. This is just like okay. a. He's like, we need to just keep waiting. No one knows this city better than old beggar. <laughs> um, but we cut back to Iggy, who's hiding around a corner, but is quickly discovered by Pet Shop. And uh, we get a color a color shift to purple. And we get a kind of dope chase sequence where Pet Shop basically becomes like a, a jet firing missiles at Iggy. He blows up a truck. Yeah. We get a truck casualty. A truck explodes. Um, and it basically culminates to the point of where it looks like Iggy's going to get hit, but he's, he's escaped down a manhole. Um, he's fled into the sewers and starts complaining. Like, he's on, like, you know, he's upside down, and he's like, oh, God, my paws are all jacked, and smells down here but at least i'm down here and then there's a surprise real pet shop that was so incredible i had to pause and laugh for like three minutes straight <laughs> then he followed him it's just like he's like well i'm down in the sewers and then he looks over and pet shop is just flying full he's speed at him already you know? there full like dead pan yeah. face on him like the murder face on that murder face, yeah like and but the thing is he didn't go down the same manhole he either went down a different manhole he's coming from the sewers and it is such an incredible reveal that i thought it was the funniest goddamn thing i've seen in this I was, show 
I was right there with you because just the sheer relentlessness of Pet Shop is so admirable. Pet Shop, he, he once he's got his target, he don't give up. Oh, like, Pet Shop. <laughs> if literally any of Dio's assassins had had Pet Shop's tenacity. Yeah, he should have said Pet Shop sooner. Yeah. Like, this is the real assassin. Like, <laughs> holy shit, Pet Shop is... Pet Shop's not here to play games. Exactly. Dio likes his bird. We have bird. Um, didn't he oh, like yeah. We, yeah. Uh, I don't know if he ever had... Wait, I think Pet Shop appeared briefly in a previous episode. I thought he had a parrot at one point in time. He might have. Okay. But I'm pretty sure that Pet Shop totally showed up for like half a second. Okay. Um, we get a bit where uh, it looks like Iggy is given a direct hit. We actually see his head pop right off. Except he's been totally Naruto'd. Yeah, um, with sand. That's what I wrote in my notes. He Naruto'd him. <laughs> because uh, it, it would turn out that was the fool. And he's like, ah, my stand could shape change, you dipshit. And um, the pet shop, like, slaps, uh, or not, uh, the fool slaps pet shop in the chest. It gets, like, a real deep gash. And we see pet shop, like, land on the ground. And it's, it was kind of, I, I thought of, like, adult swimmy kind of animation to at least a little bit where pet shop is, like, laying on the ground being like, oh, God, ah. But he's not, um, he doesn't lose his composure for that long, though, if I'm going to be completely honest. Um, he gets up, and, God, I, I don't know why I love this scene so much, but Pet Shop uses um, the tip of his feathers to, like, pull, like, get a little blood out of his chest wound and then licks it. Like, also keeping murder face going. And he's like, oh, my God, he's like Bruce Lee. Uh, Iggy. Now that Iggy's talking, he really feels like he's a he's a, he's a Joe Star on this team, doesn't he? Yeah, it's like, oh my goodness, he was one of them all along. <laughs> Who would have thought he was barking all the kind of way they talk? He was going to give Pet Shop an out. He was like, you know, I don't have to kill you. I'm not going to go near that mansion. Just leave me alone. Yeah, it's like, hey, we both hurt each other. We're totally fine. And then he does the lick blood thing, and he's like, oh god. <laughs> it's just... Jesus! Oh, you can't be bargained with, I suppose. <laughs> that seems to be the message you're giving me. That seems to be the message you're giving me. Um, uh, Pet Shop yeah. does not lose eye contact this entire time either. Unbroken in a magical kind of way. Uh, and that is at this moment that Pet Shop summons Horus, which is like a creepy robot dinosaur. And we'll never see it again. Yeah, we see a little bits of it. It, it acts as like a missile platform on his back. Okay, yeah. But, we, yeah, you're right. Once they leave the sewer, Horus is only visible while they're underground. <laughs> I don't know if that's the rule or not. But, uh, yeah, so then we see that all these ice missiles that um, he's been firing off like a jet, like a jet would, uh, it turns out that all of those are actually coming from the multiple hands of Horus, who's uh, firing invisible off. to... So here's a question. Was Horus invisible this whole time then to stand users? Maybe. Maybe it's moving kind of quick or it's obscured or he's able to just like summon it really quickly. Like you get the kind of feeling with how the fight turns that he's like using his powers a little bit stronger. So I can't tell if like he he's like summoning him long enough to like freeze ice and then fire. I'm not sure. I also don't know if the Jojo anime knows the answer to that question. That's fair. That's, just, that's usually how this works out, isn't it? But yeah, we get more of Iggy attempting to flee and Pet Shop firing a bunch of ice. Uh, it's actually a kind of neat chase. I Iggy can move quick. He gets like bounced around and, and uh, instead of like getting decapitated, whenever the ice missiles hit him, it causes him to like kind of explode and bounce around kind of like a pinball. Hey, it's it's good. It's frenetic. It's, it's some pretty good action. Uh, up until Iggy finally gets a paw stuck in ice and the episode ends with Pet Shop firing another barrage of ice missiles at a trapped Iggy. He's dead. Continue. Yeah, basically. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, it, it, the narrator comes out. It's like, Iggy, retired. <laughs> but yeah, we get it to be continued. I mean, this one is literally like they pause for credit, so I think we should just keep rolling, right? Yeah. Um, We are back to where we were. Uh, it picks up where we left off. Uh, the ice missiles have caused a bunch of mist to kick up or whatever. And it is revealed underneath the mist, Pet Shop kind of clears it, that Iggy, like, bit off his own leg and then jumped into the water. 
been like the Which second is... or third time that the uh, Nivea, I'm sorry, uh, um, <laughs> pet shop. That pet shop has waited for dust to clear after blowing up Iggy. Hey, pet shop's like a team in this in this fight. He's not going to get dust in his eyes. He's a professional. He, he goddamn is. Yeah, he is. He's a gosh darn professional. He then looks at like the water because you see like there's a pool of blood in the water. There's bubbles. So I couldn't tell if he was waiting. I, he was probably just like me. He was waiting to see if Iggy was going to come back up. And uh, we get a great uh, serial killer look for Pet Shop. Like he stops oh, looking man. at Iggy and looks at the camera. And then we hit the intro one more time. Serious look. That's a lot of bones. <laughs> Can't believe oh, he jumped God. in with his own going, going grandson. <laughs> man, what is life? <laughs> I'm gonna sit here. Someone call a bone this. doctor. Get a bone oh, doctor here. Get out of here. Um, but God, it's 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 pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, we now get the scene I think you were thinking of, where um, after the intro, we cut back to the gang who have now become officially tired of waiting for the beggar. Uh, most of them are like, oh, I guess he couldn't find it. Everyone's like, wait a minute. Here's an idea. What if he did find it? And we forgot that we were sending him to a place filled with murderous stand users. <laughs> Sudden realization about how dumb that was. They're like, oh, crap. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait a minute. That's right. If he did his job, he's totally dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like uh, that. I don't even admit it's like, I, I feared this was what was going to happen. I was like, wait a minute. Then you should have mentioned it, man. Or gone with. <laughs> but yeah, after that funny little thing. Uh, it is revealed that Iggy basically Shawshank redemptioned him away through like a pipe. It is now hiding in the water. Um, he's he's formed fool to like kind of like a little sand igloo underneath the water with two little long cords that are reaching above, so he has an air supply. And his plan is just to wait it out, just hide in the water, and then at some point make his way back to the speedwagon speedwagon foundation to get a new uh, prosthetic leg. He's assuming a lot about the speedwagon foundation, or his ability to bark his way into a new leg. Yeah. Also, where did you get the bandages from? God, I I am so embarrassed how much later into my notes that shows up. <laughs> um, I like a, a couple scenes go by before I go like, wait a minute, is he wearing? Yeah, is he, he is. wearing bandages? Yeah. <laughs> Somehow he got bandages to put over the leg he, I guess, bit off. Very uh, Iggy ugly did I guess. Yeah. I who knows? He's very talented. Um, but he doesn't have too much of a reprieve. Uh, we, we get a bit where <laughs> Pet Shop, you, we hear him enter the water and we get Falcon Facts, part three, hashtag Falcon Facts, about how they've got like a whole boatload of air sacks or something. I kind of zoned out. I misread it at first. I was really confused because it starts off with, it is not impossible for a bird to dive underwater as if to immediately justify that this bird is diving like, I don't know, like 20 feet underwater. Yeah, they're like, birds do it all the time to eat fish. I, like the, I, 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 I yeah. misread that. I thought it said, it is impossible for a bird to dive underwater. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. This bird is so important. It's special. So when it ended explaining how a bird dives underwater, I had to go back and reread, and I was confused. The only thing that stuck out in my head where he's like, you could strangle a bird, and it would last a while. <laughs> not that I know. He's like, not, not that, that I know. Uh, anyway, anyway back, to the, back to the show. Um, but yeah, that whole thing where he talks about strangling a bird, I was like, huh, the narrator. Do you like that one bird? Do you like it? Hmm, hmm, hmm. And, um, after that narration is when in my notes I know, wait, Iggy has bandages. (laughs) Okay. Starting to get insights to the narrator's character. He's a person with a bird fetish and we don't like it. Yeah, he's like, oh man, when you see the light come out of their little bird eyes. Then I go hit the narration booth for JoJo. Uh, Iggy is basically discovered by Pet Shop at that point. We get a great little thing where, like, an icicle oh. shoots into the dome, and then he sees Pet Shop through the ice. Yeah. Oh, that murder look is still there. It's great. Pet Shop is so cool. I love Pet, Pet Shop, Shop. Has Iggy's number. He's been God. Does that... Iggy's had not a second to rest. Basically, like Iggy's got one good head in, and that's about it. That is all it has been. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, um, not that I think it would work like this, but he used the power of, Pet Shop used the power of Horus to apparently freeze his wound clothes. Yeah, that was a little confusing. Like, he cauterized with ice? Yeah. Basically, sort like, of? Wouldn't it remelt or something? Or, I guess he keeps it cold? Or I have no... the skin, or I have... I, I don't I know. Would... To me, that seems like he made it worse. But anyway, Pet Shop's rad. And he's swimming around in the water, which would only melt his... Ah, whatever. 
anyway, uh, it is revealed that after a little bit of uh, uh, after a little bit of him like flying around, we have an underwater fight where he launches missiles, and then it's discovered that uh, the little ice dome that uh, Iggy's hiding it has arms, and he starts smacking the missiles, and he eventually smacks one back at a pet shop, and finally scores another hit against our uh, powerful bird villain. I think I read on the wiki that uh, orig- in the manga, it was just a dome rather than shaped like the fool originally. Oh, so some guy was like, hey, guys, we should make it look like the fool. Actually, that might be in the first episode when he uses it for the first time to defend himself. Ah. Uh, I think that's when I'm, yeah, I think that's when it said it was. But yay, like he gets a big solid hit on, on the bird's wing. Which is funny because it doesn't even look like he's aiming. He's doing like big Popeye swings. He's like, oh, yeah. oh, oh. Because <laughs> he can't see. He's just swinging the arms. He could apparently hear to know how many there are. Whatever, he's make, he's using dog echolocation. And he yeah. scores a hit. Pet Shop is, uh, not that it seems to slow him down at all, but he has taken a wound in one of the wings. Um, upon getting hurt, Pet Shop, I think, realizes he probably shouldn't be playing around with Iggy and starts freezing the water around to crush Iggy alive. So he's he's freezing the water around the dome and it's slowly collapsing in among itself. Um... <laughs> And there's no way he's getting out of this one. So Iggy then proclaims, like, this is just not his day, which I think is a hilarious thing for a dog to think. It's like, this is just not my day. And he starts digging deep underground. Um, this is my which, favorite part. This is my favorite part. Oh, man. Yeah, you know what? I'm not even going to make a meal of it. He digs <laughs> underground, finds a cave. Oh, wait. Pet Shop is in the cave. <laughs> his eyes are glowing in the dark. <laughs> it's like, oh no, Pet Shop is in cave. Oh no, this is Pet Shop. Like, how did <laughs> he get in here? <laughs> He's already there. <laughs> it's like, like he knew he would dig down or something. It's incredible. Pet Shop is looking at him, and well, without, it's like, oh shit! In his heart, without seeing his eyes, without seeing the cold death and murder in Pet Shop's eyes, it's hard to state how awesome this looks. It's so funny. It is so goddamn funny, and it's so incredible. And Iggy basically laments, he's like, oh, God, is that Pet Shop opens his mouth and he's, like, preparing, like, an ice beam, like Nappa from DBZ. Like, he's preparing a mouth beam. So he's like, oh, God, I'm either going to drown from above or get icicle speared from below. And then uh, the JoJo music kicks in and Iggy's like, screw that. So he unsummons the fool, which causes the uh, water to rush in and the water pressure basically bumps into him, forces him forward. And, like, yet again, full JoJo dramatic music. He zooms at Pet Shop and then bites down on Pet Shop's beak, which causes, I guess, Pet Shop to explode. And it's kind of cool. It is. He didn't like that either. The look at, yeah, it's the one time that they switch from murder eyes to, like, oh, no. Oh, dear. Oh. Um, and, he, and he wins the fight. Iggy swims to the surface, but it looks like he runs out of energy. And he's like, oh, looks like I'm going to drown. And then we get, like, a fucking Cowboy Bebop choir music flashback to the amazing life of Iggy. Oh, man. Yeah, we do. Because Iggy's going to die. Iggy's going to totally die. Is, uh, is we this get... 1985? Is that what's or 989, I think. Or 89, that's right. Dog science. Doesn't exist back then. Uh, we, get a, we get a beautiful flashback of Iggy's life growing up in the tough streets of New York. Yeah, but he and he had late. He, he was beating up other dogs, and then he had like there's a series where he's like on a throw to trash. Yeah, he's, he's got he like the like lady the, and the tramp dog. Yeah, he was like the king of dogs in New York before Avdol and that asshole Joseph came to take him from it. Well, it was like Speedwagon Foundation people and Avdol, and then at the end, it's revealed that Joseph is there, and you see Avdol like beat up. We get to see Red Magician, which is one of Magician's Red, one of my favorite stands, for a brief second in that flashback. Oh, Magician's Red. Oh, Magician's Red. Uh, we also see the um, the coffee gum thing, which I guess was just luck, or is that what Abdul had on his hands? But he fids it to Iggy, who's in a cage. Iggy did not ask for this. I actually feel kind of bad reflecting upon the life that Iggy had. Um, I also no, wrote... Like he... Yeah? What is poor... Diggy, that you're saying you didn't ask for this. He got dragged into this. He wasn't gonna fight for anyone. Yeah, and he was he got forced into it. Um, and I also said this this uh flashback does the most important thing ever. It confirms the existence of both squared round Iggy because they are shown in rapid succession, and you can easily see the two different designs one after another in like bright contrast. So there is square and round Iggy. 
Um, and I refuse to believe in my notes that Iggy was going to die. And right after I wrote that, uh, he is saved by random stupid boy who pulls him out of the water. And as he's yeah, you random stupid boy, stupid boy saves him. He's like, I saw you struggling, dog, and I saved you. Because I was about to say, 1985, Iggy dies. Yeah. You get his dates like 19, 19 it would be like 1982 to 1985, Iggy. Yeah, like what they did with uh, yeah, Jonathan. With the one, Jonathan, the only one who has died so far. Um, but yeah, and then the narrator confirms that because uh, Pet Shop isn't a person, he is allowed to die. He is deceased. God, yeah, wasn't that horrifying? They finally like, oh, killed shoot. one. I liked Pet Shop a lot, and they blew up his head. Yeah. He might want to come back. I want to rehabilitate at Pet Shop. Yeah. Bring it back in part seven. Um, but yeah, we cut back uh, to the team. Paul DeRaff is still complaining about Iggy. You know, to just really layer in the irony or whatever. Uh, and then Jotaro stops the gang. He's like, I sense something. And it's Iggy. Iggy comes around the corner. And in my notes, I'm like, I guess he escaped the child. What the hell is going on? Um, And Paul DeRaff is like, oh my God, he's hurt. And uh, everyone is like, Oh, yeah, you found the shot. Shot of Iggy killing. Man, right about to die, Pet Shop is a great face. Yeah, it's, that, that moment between the two of them is great. Uh, I'm going to make that my fucking desktop background. That's wonderful. Um, But, yeah, so uh, they discover Iggy. Like, you have all the obvious things where Paul Neroff looks like a tool, and everyone's like, oh, my goodness. Well, at least Iggy's, uh, Iggy's beat up all to hell, but his wounds were treated well. And I'm like, huh, I guess maybe that boy could do never buy cacoids back. Yeah. Best boy. Best boy. Back. Best boy is like, yeah, the Speedwagon Foundation helped Iggy just like they helped my eyes. He's got some rad 80s as fuck sunglasses as he walks in. Yeah, he's got sunglasses and he's got eye scars and the best boy is back. The best boy is back. So excited about that. I was worried he was blind for a second. Yeah, I think the, he wanted to trick the team too. Yeah. But yeah, kind of weird yeah. That it seems like it's a like the whole team is so much happier. It makes a bigger deal about Kakyoin than when Abdal returned. Yeah, they really did. <laughs> like even Jotro goes like it's Kakyoin. Like he doesn't smile the way the others do, but he does repeat it like I it's uh, here. He does it in the of, Jojo in a, in a Jotaro way. He does. Yeah. The, with him, it's like he is smiling, and uh, I feel like Iggy is totally forgotten and undermined by the revelation of Kakyoin. Poor Iggy. Yeah, you're right. They weren't even really freaking out too bad about him being beat up. It's like, oh shit, an enemy no, stand user must have done this. Yeah. I honestly, I really expected this episode to end with someone going, Iggy's a lazy way about dog. What's he never does anything, and then walking out and no one never knowing what he did. Yeah. Or I was expecting him to die and they'd be like that. Oh man, that too. Poor Iggy. It would have been so dark. Anyway, uh they're all b- before the loving can continue, Iggy jumps out of Joseph's arms and starts walking in a direction like wait they want to take us somewhere and kekoid is like yeah he thinks we're all he basically to summarize what he says like he probably hates us and he doesn't care about anything but now iggy needs revenge <laughs> he's part of the team now yeah and at that exact moment for whatever funny reason uh a tow truck tows by the beggar's car so they're like oh god he's super dead blood of the covenant better than uh than blood of the wound my friend they're brothers exactly. now they're just like, whatever else funny one that's like, wait a minute, a crushed car just a pool of water? How would this happen? Well, I watched Columbo, so let me decide. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so Columbo. Yada, yada, yada. God damn it, Jotaro. Uh, we get a big color shift uh, as they all start walking towards the mansion. And we get a thing where I can't tell if they can't see the mansion yet or if it's just the audience that can see it. Is that Paul Narav is like, I feel like it's doom. And Joseph is like, that's not doom. It's an aura of pure evil. And uh, we get a great gang all stepping up together at the same time moment as they have found the mansion. That foot down, uh, they're all back five to five. It's so great. Uh, the narration that goes, the narrator cuts back and goes, it's spooky evil time. And he does a little recap of the season again, which was, I feel, far less effective than the last time they did a recap. Ew. I felt emotional when they did the previous recap, when they recapped oh, the season. When, when they got into Egypt, yeah. Yeah, I felt really emotional about the journey. And this felt like, oh, they ended. They didn't have enough content. This this felt like a stretch. Um, I read that they, they added most of this. Like, they, 
uh, all the scenes reliving the uh, the past was what they added to the mo- to the anime. Uh, okay, so yeah, maybe they were light on time, and they do another like, hey, it's been fifty days, so Holly, it's like make or break time for Holly. So, uh, it is episode thirty nine. So apparently, the next uh, ten episodes take place in a day. I guess so. Also, they're they're playing Stand Proud again, though, man. The, the, the oh, that, first, yeah, yeah. Thank the you first for intro. The uh, the original intro of uh, of um, Stardust Crusaders is playing during this time to bring you back some nostalgia. It felt good. Oh, but and yeah, we got then... to see the Joe Star Bloodline yet again for almost no reason right now. And then Holly just hanging out like floating naked. Yeah, which is kind of weird, like right in front of Joseph's face. He's like, "My naked dead daughter. I have to help my naked dead daughter." Someone help me help my naked dead daughter. Um, but yeah, it, it, it kind of hammers into the fact that this is going to be big. It, it did make me, as much as I wasn't as affected by it, I did go like, oh shit, it's on. Right, yeah. So that, I felt like it achieved its purpose of doing that. Because it, um, then it goes, well, this is why we're here. Everyone is here for a reason. Yeah, oh yeah, God, they give everyone reasons to be here. It's like, Paul Naraf is loyal, but you know what? He still has a... They have to, like, justify Paul Naraf to be like, he's still a little bummed about the mind control. <laughs> but yeah, we get we get uh, everyone's motivations, and it wraps up with Jotaro being like, so we just beat the shit out of this Dio guy, and this is over, right? I do like that he's phrasing it as beat the shit out. Well, I'm fairly sure the only way this works is if they murder him. Yeah, they have him. to 100% murder this dude. Yeah, it's like we gotta just gotta yeah, kill, we gotta, a guy. We gotta kill a guy. That won't be hard. We've we've accidentally killed people. We'll challenge him to a poker game. Just fine. But yeah, um but then we get the great revelation where Iggy notices that unlike last time, the gate is now wide open. Um and then the gang kind of walk through the gate, and Joseph upon walking into the courtyard is like, Holy shit, this is probably a big super trap. <laughs> Which I think is a really funny, like why didn't he think of this sooner? Yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, he's like, this is a big super trap. And before he goes like, guys, this is a super trap, the front door opens, and they all immediately walk to the front door. Hold on. There's two things I got to address before we walk through please, that door. Please, please, please. please do. Um, first was when they were going over everyone's reason for being there. Like they, Most of them are pretty good. Jotaro went last. But when they got to Egan's, Egan's here for revenge now. Oh, yeah. He's all about revenge. <laughs> it's like we got like meaningful things from everyone else, like about how much they've come on their own spiritual journeys. And Iggy, Iggy wants blood. Iggy is just pure hate. And second, when they're looking at the house, there's this moment where like, wait, Dio's in there. And then all of a sudden the camera pans to the window where there's curtains. Yeah. And I just thought, wouldn't it be hilarious if Dio was looking out that curtain and just like quickly closed it? <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good. They're like, oh shit, it's him. Oh shit, what? <laughs> I don't think he saw me. I actually, now that we're saying this, I feel like I skipped when they found the house. I think, and I don't know why Jotaro says something so obvious, but I think Jotaro totally goes, "It's like the one in the picture." <laughs> I didn't. It didn't strike with me, but that's great. It's a really dumb line, but I, you know what, whatevs. But yeah, now yeah. everyone's in front of the door, and yet again, like this whole weird thing where it's like, "Oh, this is a trap." Ooh, the door, and the second thing is, like Joseph is like Ponraf. Don't walk it. I couldn't tell if it's like <laughs> No, you're right. That's what they psychology. did. Yeah. Polnareff, don't go in there first. They know their weakest link, damn it. They know it. Uh, but before Polnareff can walk in, and Polnareff's like, oh my god, this hallway goes on forever. A, a, a dude just fucking hovers at them? <laughs> like horror movie style. Yeah, he just kind of moves in. Yeah, he just hovers at him, and he's got earrings that say TD. And he's like, hey, I'm the butler. And then the episode ends. <laughs> oh, I love it. They're looking down this hallway, though. This was bugging me first, because we looked down the hallway. It's a long-ass hallway with a whole bunch of those, like, um, I don't know what those arches are called, but you see them in, like, that sort of, um, yeah. like, Middle Eastern architecture kind of doorways. Mm-hmm. And it has, like, the first thing that's bugging me is that looks nothing like the house. Like, there's no <laughs> way the hallway coexists with what they're looking at it from the outside. And then immediately after I think that, Paul Naraf's like, this must be an illusion, right? He's like, God damn it, Paul Naraf. Don't be smarter <laughs> than me. Oh, God, this whole thing's an illusion. And we got Hover Man. Hover and Dude. And then, then Hover Dude shows up, and as he's floating towards them, they're like, wait, is that an enemy stand user? 
<laughs> the, my the standard dude allows me to lightly hover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so ready for whatever this asshole's power is. I think it's going to be fun. Oh, it looks great. And he's got he's got a big heart on his chest too, which I guess is Dio's theme. Like yeah, he makes it's a all his Dio's way of hearts. Yeah. I'm into the heart thing. Like I th I think there was a heart on the uh, pet shop, wasn't there? Oh, there might have been. Yeah, he had like a heart helmet. Yeah. The design of pet shop was great. <laughs> I'm never going to get ever pet shop. Pet shop was so good. Pet shop is like easily one of my favorite characters. Like I think he might have killed one of the humans. I don't think he would have Oh, yeah. No, like, we're lucky that Iggy was the one that fought him. Like, this would have been a really bad episode for Paul Marath. Um, Freeze the toilet water on him. Yeah, he freezes the toilet water. <laughs> this toilet is... I've frozen the, the toilet! <laughs> Merci beaucoup! <laughs> um, oh, God. It's so funny. But yeah, I like this episode. I think this episode's dope. No, yeah, these were or fun episode. episodes. Just a shit like I, it was carried almost like I don't want to diminish Iggy because he was fantastic in these episodes. It was great finally getting Iggy's a character. Yeah, but goddamn, if Pet Shop wasn't carrying this so hard. Oh holy shit! Yeah, Pet Shop. My love of Pet Shop <laughs> became so strong by the end of this. So much so that I actually felt a little bad when he was killed. I know, right? It's just like, wait, why you got to do Pet Shop like that? Because it's an animal, I guess you can die. Because I guess every other animal dies in this show. You're like, certainly no one will care mostly about the bird. I disagree. He was in the tunnel, Pat. He was in the tunnel the whole time. He was in the tunnel the whole he time. He was in the sewers the whole time, and he was in the tunnel the whole time. Yeah. I honestly thought Iggy had made like a tactical move when he jumped. Like I didn't think it was just a retreat. I thought he assumed, like, well, I'm in the sewers. No way that stupid bird can fly down here and use the advantage of the air against me. And then he yeah. was there. He's there. I've got to dig down deep. Oh, God, he's at the bottom of the hole. Pet Shop's the best. No mercy from Pet Shop, man. And I kept waiting. And God, I am so, so, I don't want to say proud or whatever, but like Pet Shop never talks. I was waiting for Pet Shop to talk. Nope. It's part of what made him so scary. Yeah, he's just this silent, menacing beast. He's just there menacing oh my goodness so much menacing that's so good one of the best fights i really if we go back this and maybe make our top 10 stand users from this season oh pet shops up in top five at least yeah pet shops got to be top five uh maybe that's what we'll do instead of doing a uh watching four fucking episodes for the finale we do three <laughs> and save the last episode and then do like a top 10 list following the last episode we might have to i don't know i don't know where those three are going to end it might not be possible i know I know. I just They're four episodes scary. is a lot. We're almost there too. We're getting real close. I know, and then oh, oof. We'll, we'll see if we take a sabbatical, watch something else short, in between oh. three and four, or jump right into four, which That's is floating heart butler is two episodes at least. Yeah, floating heart butler is going to be in there. I've learned that I don't want to look ahead anymore because I've I, we're going to get to the stuff that I remember. So I'm, oh, I'm very man. worried. So like the stuff that I kind of don't remember, we're still in. So well, I like I don't want to look ahead. I know the name of the next episode. Do you want me to spoil what what the new guy's name is? Oh, how can his name spoil it? It would completely spoil it. Yeah, All right, you know what? It would be enticing. Yeah, yeah, entice me. Um, his name is. Let me look it up to be sure I remembered it correctly, because I don't want to be like Joseph here and intentionally misname him. If that is a hint for you. Because his name is Darby. Ha! So, all right, let's play a game. Is it father, brother, son? Son. I'm I'm a hundred percent hands down on son. Okay. I guess Maybe. he does have that weird stuff on his face. You too, know what? Fuck he? off. I'm gonna say brother. The the Darby the Darby boys. Yeah, he looks. He doesn't look old. He doesn't look young enough to be a son. I forgot how old. Uh, how, I guess how young Darby. God, that's right. They're both Darby. How do we know that he wasn't old? I misremembered one of them as the other. But he's yeah. got the same metal shit on his face, so. Turns out it runs in the family. But Darby was the gambler, and this Darby is the player. Oh, God. Today we play Jenga. <laughs> so I, I'm a, you think it's going to be another game episode? 
Uh, I'm not sure, but I would say that I'm I'm down for whatever it is. I'm very excited. I've got a deck of Pokemon cards. Well, it's the '80s, so he's like, oh, I've yeah. got it. There are there are no. There are, you guys see the first episode of Dragon Ball? I think it's going to be huge. <laughs> like, hold on, anime. I think Magic: The Gathering was around by then, wasn't it? Magic: The Gathering. That might have been the '90s. First year. 1993. 93. Okay, so we're not there yet. He invented it. He made it. He's he invented set, magic. Yeah. He's got the first deck. Uh, Dragon Ball Z premiered that year. Oh. So you guys hear that Goku's an alien? It's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was just a monkey boy. Turns out he's an alien. It's wild. Hey, he's got a son. <laughs> I'm Darby the player. <laughs> Uh, all right. I think I've ran out of worthwhile. No, I probably ran out a while ago of worthwhile yeah, things to say. Running on fumes. Running on fumes. But you know what? These pet shop forever. Solid go, episode. Go I, anime. He he could have become the retired. Uh... <laughs> I've seen him in a bird rocking chair. There's so many fucking like, read the book. Um, Steely Dan. What if he had teamed up with Steely Dan or Whole oh, Horse? Oh God! Bring Again, him back. imagine the Whole Horse, uh, the Whole Horse, um, Pet Shop team up, man. Hell yeah! That would be hilarious because because Whole Horse is not all business. However, yeah. how screwed would they have been if Jay Guile worked with Pet Shop? Oh man! Because like ice could be reflective. Yeah, ice can be. He just put reflections anywhere. Even if he misses, you're dead. Yeah, you're doomed all over. That'd be scary. They didn't. They, they needed a better manager for Team Assassin. Yeah, they they booked raw. They booked uh. They booked some wrong stables. Like the the pairings are off. Like whatever. Do you have literally put zero effort into this shit? He just found people and send them out there. He didn't try. You there. You two work together. You're now a team. You there, boy. What day is it? But yeah, uh, it's too funny. But yeah, I'm excited for next week. We will watch those episodes when we watch them. I, I think I'm about to fall asleep on my microphone, so I'm going to say book out. Book out. Book out!